Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am in a great mood today because I am really pumped up about this episode and the shift it has already created in my life and the shift I know it has the potential to create in yours, in every part of your life, not just as it relates to food or weight loss or fitness or consistency But I want to start off with just a really big thank you to all of you for spending a little bit of your time with me today. I do not take it for granted. And I recently started keeping a list of wins in my life, like good things that happen, accomplishments, achievements, things I'm really grateful for, things that are good, things I'm excited about, because it's easy to only have the big, huge things stick out. And there's a million little things that happen that are good throughout the day. And so I recently started keeping a running list and I was updating that just before I started recording. And you, every one of you who listen, who choose to spend some of your time with me, I'm just immensely grateful because you make it possible for me to do what I feel is my life's most important work. So thank you. That's all. Just thanks. This past Sunday, I sent out an email, as I always do, to the free Primal Potential VIP email list sharing three changes I am making in my own life in 2018. And I'm not going to go through all three here on the podcast, but I am going to talk about one of them because it got a lot of questions and comments and replies and requests for more examples and clarification. How do I do that in my life? So to start at the beginning... One of those changes that I shared that I'll be talking about today is that I personally, in 2018, refuse to participate in problems. I will only participate in solutions. And that is my problems and your problems. I'm not participating in problems, only solutions. And if you are wondering what the VIP email list and how you can read those three things, easy peasy. You can either, if you're in the United States, text the word PRIMAL, P-R-I-M-A-L, text that word to the number 44222, or you can just go over to primalpotential.com and drop in your name and email address. I send out those emails every Sunday. So back to that big shift. I refuse to participate in problems, and I will only participate in solutions. That is a big shift in my life, in my perspective, that I am choosing to make, and I am committed to practicing it as many times as it comes up in my life every day, which is a lot. There are 
big problems and little problems, but they all have solutions. And I'm no longer participating in the problems. I'm only participating in the solution. What does it mean when I say participating in the problem? What do I mean? Some of the most common ways that we cling to problems, attach to problems, participate in problems, give them life, fuel them, bitching and moaning, complaining, gossiping, throwing a pity party, blaming other people, rehashing the past, revisiting past mistakes, talking about lack, what's not fair, what I don't have, what I don't have enough of, not enough time, not enough money, arguing is a big way to participate in the problem. Pointing out what is wrong with someone or something else. Or giving up, saying, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how. I don't know what. Those are all ways we participate in the problem. And I'm sure there are many, many more. Those are the ones that I notice most often in myself and in the people I work with. And I'm just done. I am done With the bitching and moaning, the complaining, the gossiping, the pity parties, the blaming other people, the rehashing the past, the talking about what I don't have enough of, time or money or anything else. I'm done arguing. I'm done pointing the finger at other people. It doesn't help me. It certainly doesn't create a solution. It doesn't solve a problem. It doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make my life better. I will acknowledge that sometimes it feels good to talk about what's wrong and get a little attention or sympathy. And we'll talk more about that later. But I want to tell you how this came up for me. And this is an ongoing situation that involves a bunch of different people. So forgive me if I don't go into a ton of detail. Hopefully I will at some point. But I can still tell you how this came up for me. I did sort of have a rock bottom moment very recently. Nothing like traumatic or life changing. And honestly, I am so grateful Now, I wouldn't choose it if I had the opportunity for a smooth path. That would be great. But this is going to serve me so well, this challenge, this problem that brought me to this major perspective shift. The short version of how I came to this, I'm going to share with you. And then I'll tell you how I'm applying it to other areas of my life and how you can start to make this shift too and why you should. So right before Christmas, my new tiny house was delivered. I've been working on this for a year. It's paid for, I was excited, and it was delivered with problems that at first seemed fairly small and then got bigger and then got bigger. And as we seemed to clear one hurdle, another thing would come up and I was pissed, not happy. There were a lot of angry phone calls to the manufacturer explaining everything that was wrong and demanding explanations. Why did this happen? How did you let this happen? What did you not do that you were supposed to do? Where was your quality control? A lot of pointing fingers, a lot of anger, a lot of just wanting answers. And there was a lot of listening to contractors and listening to plumbers as they explained problems, all while complaining, me complaining, that this was taking me away from my work because I couldn't do my work while I was facilitating all of these people coming out and while I was listening to what was going on and making phone calls and scheduling work to be done and examining and investigating problems. And there was also, on my part, a lot of time spent me complaining to other people about what was wrong, right? You guys won't believe 
what happened and what we're dealing with now and what happened today. And the people in my life, like my friends and family, they responded in a very predictable way. They were surprised and they were upset for me and they were angry with me. That's not acceptable. I can't believe it. You must be so pissed. I'm so sorry this is happening to you. You should get a lawyer. Waking up every single day to a new set of problems, I and the people close to me in my life began to expect more problems and become very negative about the entire situation and very much attached to all of the problems, playing them over and over again in my head, getting angrier and angrier. So the manufacturer flew out to see what was up a couple weeks after this had been boiling over day after day. And so the morning he was to arrive, my boyfriend made a remark about not expecting him to be able to fix anything. And I just, I think I was so tired at this point, and this has been weeks. I turned to him calmly and said, nothing more about the problem. Either you help me create solutions, you help me figure out a way to make this right, you help me facilitate what needs to be done so we can solve these problems, or you say nothing and please stay out of my way. And I said, this is not personal to you. I will be saying this to everybody, from the owner of the manufacturing company to my, to my mom. Either you help me find solutions or you stay out of my way because I'm done being a part of the problem. I'm done focusing on the problem. I only will participate in the solution. That's it. And when the owner arrived and began talking about the reasons for the problem and he was explaining and rationalizing, I calmly said, I hear you, I understand, and I also don't care. The only thing I want to spend our time and energy on is solutions. That's it. And every moment since then, when a plumber starts going into explaining the problems and the causes, I calmly and kindly say, what are our options for a solution? If this was your home, how would you fix it? Where would you start? What would you do next? Let's talk about how we can make this right. And when my friends or families call or text, what's the status? Are you okay? You must be so mad. I don't go into rehashing the problems or bringing them up to speed on what's wrong. I talk about the solutions we're working on. And if they go into the, I can't believe and you must be. Look, the only thing I'm interested in talking about is how we can make it right. And I don't know all I need to know. So if you have ideas or resources, let's talk about that. And honestly, it has made a world of difference. And I am not saying this now that I'm on the other side of it and it's puffy clouds and marshmallows. I'm not on the other side of it. I'm still in the thick of it. But I refuse to participate in the problem and I will only participate in the solution And this has been and continues to be, because it's not over yet, one of the best learning lessons of my entire life. I don't know. It's easy when you come out on the other side of something and you have the benefit of hindsight. I'm not on the other side of it yet. And still, I am so grateful for this mindset shift. When you aren't looking for somebody to blame, you free up so much energy And you create so much more peace for yourself. When you aren't arguing over who's right and who's wrong, you can give all your time and energy to making it right. When you aren't being adversarial 
and seeing it as me against you, you see it as we are working together, we are on the same team, and that makes it a whole lot easier to create solutions. I don't need to be right. As far as I'm concerned, nobody's right. It doesn't matter. When I'm not mad, when I'm not blaming, when I'm not in victim mode, when I work with the people instead of making them defensive or getting them to feel attacked, we can get it right. We can make it right. We can collaborate on solutions. So how does this relate to other areas of life? It definitely has an impact on my approach to coaching. And this is something I've always been very focused on with my clients, focusing on solutions instead of problems. But now, instead of just having that be my approach, which is always what it's been, it's just unsaid like, okay, well, I understand your problem. Here are a couple of ideas, right? That has been my approach to coaching. But now that I see it so clearly this way, because of this experience in my life, I can say to them, you are participating in the problem. What would it look like for you to participate in the solution, right? Most of my clients come to me with their problems, not their solutions. And they come to me justifying their problems, arguing for them, making a case for them, clinging to them. I've tried everything and nothing works. I want it so bad, but at the end of the day, I just don't care. And all I want to do is eat. I'm so good during the week, but on the weekends, I want to do well and I have a plan, but I never stick to it. Or I'm addicted to sugar and I have no self-control. And usually with these kinds of statements, there is a long story justifying and explaining why things are the way they are and how long they've been this way. Total commitment to the problem, no commitment to the solution. And it's not just about food, right? With working out, I have no time to work out. I'm not motivated to work out. That is participating in the problem, not participating in the solution. When you complain about anything, from your finances to your spouse to politics, you're participating in the problem, not the solution. When you gossip, when you talk about other people, you're participating in the problem, not the solution. The tricky thing is, and what we have to be willing to say to ourselves, we have to acknowledge the ego's role in this. We love to participate in the problem because it justifies it. It feels good. Maybe we get attention or sympathy or empathy, or we just feel like it's not me, it's my circumstances. And that feels better than saying, actually, it's me. Actually, I participated in this problem. It feels good but it doesn't mean it works. It doesn't mean that it's giving you the kind of quality of life that you could have if you were more attached to the solution than to the problem. When I'm working with clients, whether it's in a master's club or one-on-one or in Fat Loss Fast Tracks, one thing that comes up a lot is relationships. Because our relationships are a big part of our life, and especially when they're not going well, if we've been hurt badly, sometimes we want to distract ourselves from that, avoid reality. And so we turn to something like food or alcohol. And so a lot of that kind of stuff comes up in the work I do with my clients. And many times in in cases where a relationship is not doing well, say somebody's going through a messy divorce, 
They'll often share all sorts of details about the relationship as a way of justifying the problem. This is how bad it is. This is how awful it is. Because it feels good to make it somebody else's fault and also to get a little bit of empathy or sympathy. But is it working? Is it working? Most of the time, it's either justifying the problem and or we want to feel validated and saying this relationship situation is so bad, da 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 these are all the ways it's so bad, these are all the ways this person is so bad and wronged me so significantly. That feels a lot better than saying, you know what, when I eat, what I eat, how much I eat, it's all on me. How and when and if I take care of myself, that's on me. I can pin it on this other person. And this other person certainly messed up, but I mean, it's really on me. I can participate in the solution or I can tell a long and elaborate story about the problem. I want to be part of the solution, right? When it comes to my health and my body and my fitness and my body composition goals, not only do I want to participate in the solution, I am the solution, Recently, related to the stuff that comes up about relationships in my coaching, I asked my clients to think about whether the details they're sharing are part of them working on a solution or if the details they're sharing are justifying, substantiating the problem. You can change this. You can become someone who is more about solutions or even what I'm trying to do exclusively about solutions. And it will take practice. And it's not always easy. Trust me, I would love to yell and scream and talk about how not fair all of this is with my new house. But it wouldn't help. Yeah, I'd get some sympathy and little pats on the back. But it would be a terrible use of my time and my emotion and my energy. And it solves nothing. So I have to gut gut check myself and you do too. Do I want to temporarily feel better by getting attention and empathy and feeling justified? Or do I want to get it right? Do I want to make it right? Do I want to find solutions? Do you want to feel justified? Do you want to get sympathy or empathy or be understood or feel like it's not your fault that you're inconsistent or struggling with your weight? Or do you want to get to the point, cut to the chase, take responsibility, and start participating in the solution? Do you want to get attention and feel like you belong and have the momentary high of gossiping about somebody because everybody else is doing it? Or do you want to know that people will never say behind your back, better not say anything to so-and-so unless you want the whole world to know, What do you want? You can participate in the problem or you can participate in the solution. You can be the problem or you can be the solution. You can point the finger, but as Gary Keller says, when you point the finger, you've got more fingers pointing back at you, literally. When you literally point your index finger at somebody else, three of your fingers are pointing right back at you. And I don't think that is a coincidence. So let's give some examples of what this looks like in real life. And we'll start with my tiny house example. Being part of the problem means blaming, 
and complaining. Being part of the problem just means participating in the problem itself. Being part of the solution means not doing that, not blaming, not complaining, but actively participating in helping the people you want to blame so you can work together and be on the same team instead of being adversarial and come up with a solution, right? And if I'm going to take time to talk to my friends or loved ones about it, I'm going to recruit them in helping me come up with solutions instead of choosing to feel validated and like I'm right. I don't need to be right. I don't care. I want to get it right. In the example of somebody who is an emotional eater and they could justify why and how it comes from when they were a kid or how life is just legitimately so stressful, part of the problem, being part of the problem means explaining it, choosing it again, justifying it again. But being part of the solution means setting aside all of that and identifying something you can do, something you will do to make a change. It means you're going to do some work on creating a change instead of using your energy justifying the problem and being upset about the problem. Being part of the solution means considering alternative ways of behaving when you're emotional and then being a leader of yourself and practicing them. When you say something like, I'm stuck. That is participating in the problem. Explaining why you're struck, stuck. Saying that you don't know why. You're confused. You don't know what's holding you back. Being part of the solution means getting uncomfortable enough to say, what are my options for making progress today? And then picking one of them and acting on it. When you say, I don't have enough time to dot, 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 you are participating in the problem, Right? It might be that you complain about how busy you are and you get upset about how there's never enough time and you seek sympathy and empathy as you talk about just how busy you are. But being part of the solution means you look at where you're wasting time and you change it. You look at where you're giving time to priorities that are not as high as the change you want to create or that thing you want to make time for. And it also means you don't waste any more time talking about the problem because you could use that time and energy to be the solution. I recently heard, um, I don't know why I was listening to this, but there is this gentleman who is a school superintendent, I believe, and he has a podcast for school principals. And he was talking about the culture he wants to create in his schools, but how a big roadblock is the perspective of the teachers. And the teachers participating in the problem by blaming. Remember I said blaming is one of the ways we participate in the problem instead of participating in the solution. And when we're participating in the solution, there is no blame because it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It doesn't matter who's right. We just want to get it right. And so this, this superintendent was saying that some teachers will say, you know, when there's, a, when there's a behavioral issue in the classroom, the superintendent will ask, well, what is the problem? And the teacher might say, well, it's the student. They don't care. They're not engaged. They're not trying. And that is very much an example of participating in the problem, whereas the solution would be, what's my role in this? What can I do to reach this student? How can I change my behavior to improve my relationship with this student, to connect with them, to figure out what they need that maybe I'm not giving them? That is a big difference between being part of the problem and being part of the solution. I'm not looking to place blame on anyone or anything. 
I'm not looking to be right. I am looking to get it right. One way that people participate in the problem when it comes to food or fat loss or fitness is saying, it's too expensive, right? It's too expensive to eat healthy. Or eating healthy requires that I buy all the special stuff that I either can't find or I can't afford. And you can believe that. You can claim it. You can make a case for it. And that is being part of the problem. Being part of the solution is how can I see this differently? Is that true? Are there exceptions to this rule? And there are. I've done a few podcasts on eating well on a budget. I'll link to them in the show notes. In fact, in episode 116, 116, I go through five different meals you can make for less than $1.99 each. Meals, full meals, healthy fat loss friendly meals for less than $2 each. And then in episode 66066, I talk about specific strategies to save money when you're cooking or trying to lose weight, etc. So if that is one of your challenges, if that is one of your problems, definitely check out those episodes. You can make a case for the problem. Like, I agree with you when you say shopping at Whole Foods is stupid expensive. It is really expensive. But that's participating in the problem because there is a solution. There is another way. There is a different way to see it too, right? Binging is expensive as well. I know because I've done both. I've spent a lot of money at Whole Foods and I've spent a lot of money on binging and overeating and overindulging and getting fast food. And you don't have to shop at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. You don't have to have a Whole Foods or Trader Joe's near you to reach your health goals, right? You can prioritize both your health and your finances at the same time. It's not one or the other. It's not. In the U.S., there's Thrive Market. Not in the U.S., you can pay a little bit more, but you can do something like Amazon, right? And I will tell you from my personal experience, and I've said this before, when Thrive Market first said to me, check out our prices. I said, no, I'm an Amazon girl and I can get stuff really cheap on Amazon, but I literally save 20 to 50% more shopping through Thrive Market. Even like the little things in terms of participating in the solution versus participating in the problem. I was driving the other day and I was thinking about, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff that I have to get, you know, moving into a new house and all of that, like, and and having it be so much smaller, just, you know, all this stuff I have to get. And I was like, I can save 20 to 50% more shopping through Thrive Market versus Amazon when I'm getting hand soap, dish soap, laundry detergent, cleaning products, my toothpaste, my fat co-, fat co skincare products. So it is what you make it. It is what you choose to see. You can either say, it's too expensive, I don't have time, or you can participate in the solution. How can I see this differently? Yeah, you can say, oh my gosh, if I go to Whole Foods, yeah, it's whole paycheck. So don't. There is another way. Farmer's markets, right? I can't wait until it's spring and I can start hitting up those farmer's markets for things again. But guys, the big picture here is be part of the solution, not part of the problem. This is true in your personal relationships. When you are arguing with somebody, you are participating in the problem because you're trying to make a case for 
being right instead of saying, let's not fight. We're on the same team. How do we get it right? I'm not interested in who did what wrong. I'm not interested in the problem. Let's talk about the solution. How do we fix this? How do we improve this? Where do we go from here? How do we grow from here? This is true in your work. You can blame your boss. You can blame your coworkers. You can blame the company you work for. Or you can focus on the solution. How do we improve this? What can I do? What's my role in the problem? And how can I be a part of the solution? Who can help me be a part of the solution? I'm not saying we always know what to do. Certainly in the case of what I'm going through right right now with the tiny house, I don't have all the answers. But I can participate in finding them. Absolutely. It is a choice that we make to be a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem. To say, I would rather make this right then complain, get attention, feel justified, or prove that I am right. I want to wrap up the same way that I started by genuinely thanking you for allowing me to be a small part of your process in improving your life and improving your body composition, your choices, all of that. I want to help each and every one of you make 2018 amazing. If you enjoy this show, If it's helping you and you think it has the potential to help other people, it would mean so much to me if you would take a couple minutes to leave a rating and review of the show on whatever platform you listen to it. This is especially a big deal in iTunes. So if you've been thinking about doing that, but you hadn't gotten around to it yet, it would mean a lot to me if you would take a couple minutes to do that today. You can, if you're not sure how to do that, just head over to the show notes over on primalpotential.com. That's where those budget episodes are. So check those out. Uh, and there's a link there to on how to leave a rating and review. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's certainly something that is changing my life. I hope you choose to use it to change yours. I hope you choose to practice turning your attention away from the problem, complaining, justifying, rationalizing and instead be a part of the solution. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.